Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Rest Easy. I'm Terrence White. Well, last week I talked about the idea that we would have stopped treating life as a gift. How we have squandered the good things in life, like the enjoyment of each other, like how fulfilling it is to give of yourself so that others may prosper. Truth of the matter is, we give our allegiances to those who don't deserve it. And to those who do, we have nothing left for them. After all, what do they have for us in return? We have sold our souls to the monarchy of the seven deadly sins, lust, gluttony, pride, sloth, wrath, greed, and envy. We don't bat an eye at our missteps and we play the victim when someone calls us out. I'm no different than anyone else. I've lived by the notion that if it feels good, do it. Throughout my childhood, I have heard terms like money is the root of all evil, or money's not everything, or you can't buy happiness. And then when I got into the labor pool, all I heard was watch out for yourself. Make sure you get what's coming to you. Protect your money and on and on. Then in church, I would hear, give till it hurts. Well, in our society, we are geared towards monetary reliability. We can't do anything without the almighty dollar. So the more you have, the more you can do. That won't change, at least not anytime, anytime soon, or at least in my lifetime. I recently wrote a letter to the editor to the Quad City Times. The letter was in relation to the big game at the Field of Dreams in Dyersville, Iowa. I kept it short, but made sure that my point is clear. Just before I, I read you that, let's take a real short break. When we come back, I'll read it to you. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. As promised, here's that letter to the editor that I wrote. And it reads like this. At a recent event in a small town in Iowa, the nation was reintroduced to the magic of innocence. A Hollywood icon, two major league teams brought a glimmer of hope to the country that has been torn apart by greedy, 
power-hungry politicians of our land. For the spread of nine glorious innings, we were transferred into a world of togetherness. No one cared about your political standings or even that hat you wear. Two teams from two different cities materialized from a cornfield to participate in the greatest game on earth. I, for one, do not want to let go of that memory. It is, without a doubt, the transformation that we are pleading for as a damaged society. Let there be those who greet us with such glory and new life that we shall embrace with open arms. Yes, this is Iowa. Now, in the folds of our nation, we are constantly being reminded of the term, love thy neighbor. But what they don't say is only the ones that can pay for that love. Now that letter that I just read to you that I sent to the uh, Quad City Times, it, it tells a lot about what's in my heart right now. So when we talk about love thy neighbors, everyone else, well, we may put you on a program to keep you fed, but trust me, we will always degrade you to the point where even you will believe that you are worthless. It's not a fantasy that if you have more, you can buy more. That's the reality of life. Where we fall short is giving of ourselves without entertaining recognition. Watching these politicians pull these fast ones on us, thinking we don't know what they are doing, is exactly what I'm talking about. They can't seem to get a program together that addresses issues of the day without getting something in return. Now, this happens to be through a path known as lobbying. We have become numb to the idea that in every aspect of life, there needs to be payment for charity. I understand that there are people in the world who do good things without asking for recognition, but that is not how we are sold on the facet of giving. Generations have grown to wave on the notion of do it because it's the right thing to do. Hell, even our young ones refuse to grab a rake and clean up a neighbor's yard for them because the neighbor no longer can. They can't be bothered to pry their phone away out of their hands. In some cases, they won't even budge if offered a monetary reward. Why should they? All their needs are met from mom and dad. Now, of course, I'm generalizing here, but I'll go out on a limb here and suggest that we all know people like this. So, as generations have grown, 
lifestyles have as well. As an example, I know that as a baby boomer, I had no say in vaccinations that I received. And now we are free from things like polio and measles and chickenpox. Or at least we are free from the effects of those diseases. The absence of any form of deadly pandemic was a luxury for many generations. And so these generations do not understand the importance of how science can save our lives. Many of these people grew up listening to teachers tell them, question everything. While this is a great advice, unfortunately, many of them took that advice to mean that even scientific facts had to be questioned to, to the point that negates the results of a well-diagnosed hypothesis. I don't want to sound like an old person griping on, young, on a younger generation, but I do want you to take notice of circumstances that have driven your thoughts towards such things. One of the great things about sitting with families of deceased loved ones is that family has a way of bringing up great memories. When I listen to them speak of a time long ago, it's like they transform into another century. I'll hear things like, we didn't have air conditioning back then, or we only had three channels on TV back then, or back then doctors made house calls, and the list goes on. We were spoiled with the technological advancements of today. Thinking of the progress we made over time, I talked about communication advancements in my book, Rest Easy. But think of the advances we are graced with, like CT scans and telegraphic radiology, not to mention the computer advances that programs fast results to blood disease and proper responses. We didn't have all of these back when scientists were discovering vaccines for things like polio. But we have them now. And now people are questioning the results. They keep saying that polio vaccines took much longer. Well, I certainly hope that we have evolved from that with all the technology that we have today. So you see, as each generation comes of age, it grows farther away from another time and place. The generation of today will never know what it was like when we left our doors unlocked and keys in the ignition of our cars. A generation of tomorrow will never know what it was like to stop at a gas pump and fill your tank, or understand how anyone could die from COVID-19 when the vaccine was so readily available. Generations from now 
look at this decade and ask why people were so gullible to put each other person in harm's way. They might even laugh at the idea that we had to have our automobiles remind us that we put our children in the back seat. The one constant throughout the ages has always been love. Not our mode of transportation or our ability to transfer funds or even the keen focus into the great works of artists and designers. Each generation has had and will have problems and solutions. They will always be different, but we will pass down our ability to love into every generation. I can only hope that the magic of that affection never wanes. Our way of showing our love changes all the time. Weddings are different today. Funerals are constantly changing. Now, I just hope we can keep the love alive so that in the future, we understand why we do things. Maybe one day there will be a portal we could use to transmit our dysfunctional way of living into a galaxy and have it return to us full of respect and common sense again. If that ever happens, we should warn the politicians of our time that a new and wonderful society is about to arrive and they ain't in it. So, let's at least work towards a better us while we still can. Let's let the experts draw up the plans for a healthier living and follow that path. And let the artist give us a road for our imaginations. Breathe in clean air that we can get back and to drink from the spigot of love. I hope my podcast helps someone today, if just one. Now, next week I will be on vacation, so I will broadcast a new podcast in two weeks. So until then, this is Terrence White, and rest easy.